All right, praise the Lord. How is everybody? Okay. This is awesome. If anybody gets a chance, um, I know Kathy and Francis and Kim and Carrie. Um, I would love for people to get the teaching for last for last night. Wouldn't you agree? It's awesome. The Lord showed me. It was awesome because Gene said um, he was going to teach about real men work. And he said, Lee, and you're going to teach about women are on time. And I was like, you know, I am late. <laughs> but he said, no, you're going to teach women are on time because knowing the times and seasons of God. Well, the moment he's been speaking that for the past couple months, well, the Lord had really revealed to me a time and a season. And the one thing he showed me, and I'm not going to go into the deep teaching. If you want to get the teaching, I taught it on Wednesday, is men's time and seasons are summer and fall. He showed it to me. And women's season is winter and spring. And it's awesome. And why that is, is because a man will press in, press in, press into worship. And while he's pressing into worship, there's a pollen being built up. And then it gets released into the wind. And it says a mature female, a mature female will capture the pollen. And then her season of pressing will be winter and spring. It is so beautiful. And it's all backed up by the word. So if you want to hear the word on it. And it was funny how Gene starts saying things like that. And then it is amazing. Like he put it out in the wind, right? And it, I, I, it hit. And so our worship is so important to our pressing and women Right now, we should be feeling an excitement. We should be feeling, women should be feeling a lift starting winter time. And even though winter can be a really depressing time, and sometimes we feel down, we're supposed to be what? Lifted up. Can you turn the music up just a little bit? Thank you. Um, if you can put up, now this is just the word for today to kind of keep everybody motivated before we go into our purpose, our businesses are going to be perfectly fine it's long. T can you turn that music up a little bit? Oh, you can keep that one song on. It didn't stay on. Okay, you can put Awakening the Dawn. That's my favorite. I love that song. I'll wait till everybody comes in so they don't miss this. The worship was strong this morning. It felt good. Did it feel good? Okay, good. I could take a nap. <laughs> Sit down and rest in it. Everybody is okay. Nobody is not where they're supposed to be. And everything is going to turn right into the time it's supposed to. Just stay connected to the vine. That's why it's very important if you weren't here last night's message. It really came from God. I didn't even have to work at the notes on it. And it really is reminding us to stay connected to the vine. Because we are safe in the vine. But when we get disconnected from the vine, we get dried up. And you feel things breaking off, which there's times for prunings. But the vine, there's still one vein, and the vein is worship. If you can keep that, even if it's one song a day, you are keeping a vein alive. And you know what? In that vein, what's happening is you are turning from a selfish person to a selfless person. And it's not about your gratification. It's about his gratification. And then you become thicker and thicker and thicker. And then we can't miss the times and seasons. You know, right? We can't miss it. Genesis 1.11. And this is where I'm going to, these verses meditate 
on these verses. I don't, even have, I don't even need a book on these because these will get you through your transitions. I like this. Some of us are little shrubs. Some of us are tall little palm trees. And other of us are growing into thick trees, thick trunk. So there are babies in here, shrubs trying to flourish and get up into the third heaven because it's the only place that's going to help us succeed in business or anything in our lives. Genesis 1.11 says, And God said, Let the earth put forth tender vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees yielding fruit, whose seed is in itself, each according to its kind, upon the earth, and it was so. In the beginning of Genesis, it reminded us we, our bodies are created from what? The earth. There is a seed within ourselves, and that is the Holy Spirit. After Jesus came, he put a seed of himself within self. We're all supposed to become fruit trees yielding fruit whose seed is within themselves. It's a voice that comes out and breaks the environment. We worship to keep our cultivation. We work, we worship because the earth must put forth tender vegetation. It takes a while for us to get planted and rooted in the way God wants us to live because the world does not live by it. But it says if you stay connected and allow yourself to grow, that he truly will keep all your needs taken care of. And then he shocks you with your wants. It is his, your wants come unexpectedly because he says in his word, I cannot deny myself. So when the seed within you grows into such a level and it grows into such a place, the father can't but release the desire of your heart because he purified that desire. That's why we stay in worship to keep the water flowing from up and down. It says in the beginning of Genesis God created the waters. And when he created the waters, he loved them so much, he divided them. He took half of the waters and pulled it right up into heaven. And he kept the other waters in the sea. It says we are to be a tree firmly planted by the river whose waters we get fed by the waters of the earth, but we also get fed by the waters that God took that half and put it up into heaven. So when the waters of the heaven and the waters of the earth come and meet. And they flow up and down. All can happen is the growth that God has already planned for you. And that's why Gene says if there's anything you do with this real estate team is worship. Teach the word. Guess what? If you guys stay in that worship, the work is going to come. But he says when you start pressing in like this. Everything that's in us that's not God is going to work against us to keep that water flow, not to connect from the heavens to the earth. We're to bring the heavens onto the earth because he laid the seed. Jesus died and his seed is in us. Whether you meet people and that seed is void, every human being you stare at and look at has a seed. That seed is either void of Christ or it's regenerated back to him. And but we have an assignment with everybody we work with, and that's to get people not to be a flourishing palm tree, 
but we are supposed to be a solid cedar, growing fat, thicker, our core growing thicker. So he reminds us here, the first thing that happens is we are become a little, we're a little tender vegetation when we start. He shows us we become plants yielding seed. Isn't that awesome? When we grow, we actually start yielding seed right away. The first person born again can already save another person. But that doesn't mean that his fruit is yielding fruit yet. It just means that he, he is planting seed. How many times you hear a good word? That word works. And what do you do? You turn around and you say, ah! you see somebody with that same problem. You give them that what? Word. That's the first measure. Then as you keep growing, filtering the waters of the earth with the waters of the heaven, and you keep them flowing, ascending and descending, the word says in Corinthians, it has to keep ascending and descending. Then you actually become a fruit tree, yielding fruit whose seed is in itself. That means everybody has a treasure deep within yourself that as it starts breaking open, it actually starts performing what you can't do. How many of you believe that there is a treasure deep within this earthen vessel that has to be broken out to do what it was set out to do. That doesn't mean, I, it was, when the Lord showed me I wasn't going to get mature real estate agents, he said, because the seed of their success is already in them, it's me. If they stay connected to me, I'm going to draw everything I have for them, but it's nothing what they think. When Zinni tells us to think big, just think big. Don't think detail. I am telling you, only think the detail that you get in worship. I'm serious. Don't look. It says the kingdom of God is not by observation. That means he says, don't look around the world and say that, 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 that. Because what's in you can be connected to something of that because that's why you're attracted to it. But it's going to be uniquely what he has for you. And it says, he tells us, the first thing that's going to happen is anxiety. Go to Matthew 6.25. And this is what we have to break. And I'm going to tell you, if you raise your hand if you felt anxiety since you've been at this company. That's right, because it's the first layer that comes. And if we can get these verses, Matthew 6.25 to 33, if we can meditate on those, we are going to cap off anything that's trying to hold us back. It says, therefore, I tell you, Stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. If you have stepped into the vine, no matter how thin your channel is from heaven to earth, stop, stop, stop perpetually being uneasy. Do you know that when you scream out the word stop, when something is bombarding you in the name of Jesus, it has to what? Stop. I remember one time Lord had me interceding for this ministry and I was sitting on my bed and I felt the attack. I felt, I felt so weak. I fell to the floor on my knees. I went out like this. I said, stop, stop it in the name of Jesus. And do you know what was happening in this building at that time? Everything went dead because there was attack going on in this building. And when I felt, the time I fell on my knees, it was 10.30. That night, everything stopped at 10.30.
Do you know there's a power within us? Whatever your assignment is, there's an authority that's within you that God has designed for you to have an authority over. And it's not over people. I don't have authority over any of you. I have a love for you. The authority is in you. And whatever's going on in your life, you can actually put it down and say what? Stop. You can tell the enemy. And who's the enemy? Anxiety. Who is the enemy? Worried. But rejoice, he says. Because if you have anxiety and worry, that means he's about to do what? Bring you to another level. There is no getting the promotion without anxiety or worry attacking you. And I'm going to tell you right now, I know everybody's feeling it. But I'm, when people laugh at me for laughing, I'm not laughing at you. I am laughing at the enemy. Because the moment he's got you thinking that it's not going to work, it's all about to work. As long as you stay in the vine, bringing the water from heaven, meeting the water from earth. Because it passes through the seed. The seed is your voice saying, stop, stop the anxiety in the name of Jesus. Stand on his word that says, what you shall eat or what you shall drink. Don't worry about your life or about your body. Man, we're not going to be worried about our health because he's already got it taken care of. If you have something attacking your health, that's because God's trying to bring the next layer of your life. And if it's not a sickness unto death, then guess what? It's for the glory of the Lord to push through and advance the kingdom within you. The seed is within itself. We need to be taping this. What you shall put on. Don't worry about what you wear. God actually clothed you. I mean, I love Francis. <laughs> Francis is front office appearance. And when God knew that she was going to be front office appearance for C.E. Hall, it wasn't had anything to do about what was going on in his head. But he clothed her for the job. And she doesn't have to worry about that. You don't worry about what you wear, do you? No, not really. But it's important to her because God's put that heart in her. Because whoever walks in that door needs to see her. She becomes the glory of the transformation of this company coming from a dead world into a world of life. But there's a seed in her that as she, man, she gets to be the guard watchman of our front door. Praise God. He picked her. Not because of any of your, but I love it when somebody comes. What? Why is she your front desk? I've had one person tell me this person's not the right person. And I laughed when that person told me that because she is the right person. That was the sign that she was the right person. And you know what? We get confirmations like that all the time about each and every, in this min, and, and people come in for the ministry of the business. When people just, when you start speaking it, I can't do it, I can't do it. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't. <laughs> I laugh because you're already in your position. We grow in it. It says, so is not life greater in quality than food? Man, do you ever see people that all they worry about is lunch, dinner, and have you ever gotten that cycle of life that all you worried about is what you were eating next? Bad cycle. Ugh. You know what I mean? And we all, hey, right here, right here. 
I felt like when I broke my ankle sitting in bed, all I worried about was when was Rachel bringing me my next meal? Because <laughs> I couldn't move. But is life not a greater quantity than food? And the body far above and more excellent than clothing? It are, what we hold in this earthen vessel is so much greater than anything that we can put on ourselves. I'd rather have Jesus clothe me in all what I wear and the jewelry I wear or anything than it be what I try to make of myself. Next verse, 26, says, so I, I am telling you all today, stop the anxiety. You can meditate on these verses and you can say when that anxiety hits, what can you all say? Stop in the name of Jesus. Don't doubt. Keep because what you're doing is when you're doing it, you're breaking the walls of darkness. Look at the birds of the air. Look at them things. They are so awesome, right? They never sow nor reap. How many? We are getting on the principles, right? All we hear is what you sow is what you reap. What you sow is what you reap. Sow and you will what? Okay, now that is important to God. But he says, look how much I love these birds. I don't even ask them to sow and reap. And look what I do for them. I feed them. I clothe them. That means you guys have to believe your sowing and your reaping has nothing to do with how he wants to take care of you. Your sowing and reaping is by instruction of God. It comes from a heart condition. But you've got to trust that he's doing what? He is going to clothe you and he's going to take care of you. He's already got it all there. All right? And he says, and yet... I like this. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. That means they don't go to church on Sunday. <laughs> they just fly around. They don't go to work. They just fly around, right? They are singing songs. Birds, what? Chirp, 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 right? Come on. We're as little birdies. Chirping, chirping, chirping. We are not like the book of Dr. Seuss where it says, are you my mother? Are you my mother? The little bird that fell out of the nest. And all he goes to the crane. Are you my mother? The innocence of a bird searching for where his food comes from. He knows it comes from God. It's already in their mechanism. That's the beauty of watching the birds. I like that. But yet, your heavenly father keeps feeding them. Man, all we have to do is chirp every morning. Chirp, 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 chirp. Worship. Chirp, 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 chirp. And he is doing what? Bringing you the worm. He is bringing you the worm, right? And what is he doing? He is feeding you. Are you not worth much more than they? Come on. They don't carry the seed within itself. You do. We have dominion over the birds, over the animals, over the creepy crawly things. Why do we have dominion over them? Because they don't carry the seed within itself. That's why I have no dominion over any of you. I just have love. Because I have no dominion. You have dominion. But guess what? I have dominion over my dog. I have dominion over a goldfish. I have a dominion over an animal or a bird. Come on, a deer is coming right across the car. It's amazing. We left ministry one time. A deer, I broke my ankle. You know how many times Rachel almost got in car accidents with me in the back seat with the ankle? I am twice. I think you were in the car for the one deer. 
ran right across. It was amazing how it could not touch the car. It can't do it. If you are in his will and you recognize who feeds you, you have dominion over the things of your environment that don't have seed within itself. I don't have dominion over Todd. I have, if I love Todd, guess what happens to that seed in Todd? It starts breaking open because only love can conquer fear. Not control. Next verse, 627. And who of you by worrying and by being anxious can add one unit of measure to its stature or to the span of his life? You know what that means? That means how can any one of you increase in Christ through anxious and worrying? You can't. You stop yourself. Talk about saying stop in the spirit. The moment God's crossing you over and you start worrying and have anxious, what did you just do? You just stopped yourself from growing. You can't grow. Look at the miserable people in the world that aren't growing. They're miserable. There's nothing moving in their lives unless they go get it for themselves. Next verse. Isn't that beautiful? And why should you be anxious about what? Clothes. Consider the lilies of the field and learn thoroughly how they grow. They neither what? Toil nor spin. Don't toil or spin. Don't worry about your hours. Don't worry about your deals. Don't worry about it. Keep connecting and getting fed from him in worship. He's already got it all coming to you. I am a true testimony. I could, you guys think Gene has patience? Sometimes Gene would say to me, you are, he would, you got to be more focused. I said, it's coming. And then boom, things would come. <laughs> I would laugh. But our focus has to be what? On him. We all have different, different measures of patience. That's why we're together. To help each other through when we struggle. Because it says, the Lord showed me this. In this whole plan for this whole thing. He showed me a chart. He said, when one is down, another is up. And when one is down and another is up, nobody will lack. God already knows what you have, where you are. When one is down and other is up, a family will never let a person lack. Praise God. So we are to know that we are to neither toil nor spin in our minds of anxiety our clothes, our worries, our need. He wants us to really, 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 really believe that he does it, that we can't do it. Next verse. 29 says, Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his magnificence, his excellence, his dignity, his grace, his wisdom, his money, everything God bestowed on him through it because of the generational movement of his father, was not arrayed like one of these. If we are growing in Christ, a seed within ourself, we are greater than what even Solomon created. And we are in a world where sometimes we focus too much on Solomon's world. When we've got to focus on him and he says, I will array you just as much as I arrayed who? Solomon. Don't focus on Solomon. Focus on the seed within yourself. Next verse. But if God so clothed the grass of the field, 
which today is alive and green, and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace. Now I want everybody to think blades of glory. Here we go. Blades of grass. And then what happens to the grass? Cut. You cut grass too short. What happens? It dies. You let grass grow too long. It bursts up and it has what? Two seeds. Not fruit. Seeds. And then when grass is just right to get cut and you cut it, what happens to all the shavings? If you're not collecting it, they go back into the earth. And it makes your grass thick. It becomes Jesus is a pasture that we come in and out and we can eat from the, the grass. So there is importance of the level and move of seed that starts in our lives. Blades of glory. It says, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and green and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, will he not much more surely clothe you, O you of little faith? That means every time we grow up some seed, he's going to do what? He's going he's to make us thicker. It's going to be a thickness that grows within us on the outside. He's going to keep working it. Next verse. Therefore, do not worry and be anxious. I love it. He's saying it. This is the third time since verse Matthew 6, 25. Everybody, do not what? I want to hear everybody say, do not be anxious. Do not be anxious. What are we going to have to eat? What are we going to have to drink? What are we going to wear? Next verse. 32. For the Gentiles, heathens, that means those who are not in him. They don't even know they have a seed yet. Who wish for and crave. How do you know you're not in him? You're craving for something. If you are craving something of the world, then there's a part he hasn't satisfied within you. Because he gives none of his things without sorrow. Remember that. So if you're craving something... That means he's looking for your contentment in him. And then he supplies. For the Gentile heathens wish and crave and diligently seek all these things. And your heavenly father knows well that you need them all. Think about it. There is all this stuff in heaven for you. He's already going to take care of your need. He wants to give you your want. But he's going to make you rely on him. Believe in him. Receive that word. There is no more. You Think big, but remember the basic here. There is nothing big that comes until you know he supplies all your needs. He satisfies your needs, and you will know, you know he will never deny your need because we are higher than the what? The birds of the air. Next verse. But seek. Now he tells us what to do. But seek. Seek, aim, strive after, first of all, his kingdom. So we've got to go for his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. He says, I got all your need. You want your want? Well, then you're going to need to focus on my kingdom. You're going to need to do it the way I am teaching it to you. Remember, after we go through a doorway of change in Christ, now we have to learn his way, his truth, 
and his life. And it becomes an ongoing cycle of the awareness of his grace. It's the awareness of his grace. It says, and then all these things taken together will be given, taken together. That means your need and your want will be taken what? Together. And he says, and will be given you. Isn't that powerful? Man, I can feel the anxiety because everybody's worried about their deals. They're worried about the things they're doing. They're building up, right? But God says that's the sign that he is growing the seed within itself. Go back to Genesis 111. We'll end there. Reminding you that when he says to us, that's the answer to that answer. When he says to us, and God said, let the earth put forth tender vegetation. Man, that's when you're on the first row of your growth. Then that plant actually starts yielding a seed. That's blades of glory. Blades of glory. I can hear the little old push motor. Killing the blades. Letting that seed all fall down. Man, you think about it. It's bad. We have bag mowers. It's off. It's not right. We're stealing. When we are bagging up the seed, we're stealing it, right? Unless you're taking it and then what? Dumping it somewhere for it to be productive. And then he says, now the fruit tree is yielding fruit whose seed is in itself. Each according to its kind upon the earth. I am so excited. I'm so excited about our real estate team. I'm so excited about our construction team. I'm so excited about our ministry. I'm so excited about the churches that are connected to us. I'm so excited. It's like, because... We can't control it. We can't do it. All we can do is stay in the flow of heaven and earth. Keep our little birdie mouths doing what? Singing, worshiping God, and he is bringing it all to you. But remember the moment, remember the verse, the moment you start, the anxious, identify it. All right, that means I'm on the right path. But then in the name of Jesus, stay what? Stop. Because it's not God. It's the sign that God is coming to you. All right, so how many people are, are excited? I'm so excited? Right? Because everybody in here wants to scream, stop! <laughs> because I see it happening. Right when the deal is coming, and I'm telling you, he's going to test you with a spring of anxiety. And when the spring of anxiety comes, trust me, keep pressing through. Yes. through call it out as though it's supposed to be no deal is in our lap that we're not to what have it completed carry man how many times we've we been through that right here you want to give the testimony it does go with this give the testimony because anxiety hits carry halfway through the deal it didn't this time go ahead <laughs> Everything that could possibly go wrong with this client went wrong. He complained about this. He griped about this. He wouldn't even take my call. He wanted to communicate a whole entire closing by text messaging. <laughs> I don't know. It was one thing after another. And I just kept saying, I said, you know, I'm good. Whatever. Lord, this man has already cost me quite a bit of money several times now several times so he's yours I'm just going to relax there was no anxiety I didn't worry about it 
Lee was texting me, it's going to close. It's going to close. It's going to close. Here, this is awesome. I came to his office because I'm not sure if that's going to close. I said, that is going to close. That was one day. And then a couple of days went, and he's like, I don't know about the commission. I don't know about the commission. I said to her, fill it out, 6%. And he was like, I don't know about that. And he even told Francis, don't send that yet. I tell Francis the next day, what I say? Send it. <laughs> I didn't tell her not to send and it. And he texts me, and he texts me, and he says, what did you text me? Thank you for holding on to the commission. When you text me, you said, yes, thank okay. you for holding on to the commission. Yep. That was awesome. Do you know, I, another thing that goes, goes with this whole thing today is I was studying this morning, and we move from relationship with God into friendship with God. And this is, a, this is the most blessed place to be because no longer, you know, when we meet, when, you, when you're, say for instance, when you're dating and you meet somebody and you start getting to know this person and you know how they think and how they react on things and, and vice versa, this is relationship, but friendship is different. Because now I can speak to this person without the fear of them not accepting what I have to say. How does this work? Look at what Abraham did. God, my nephew is over there in Sodom. If there's 50 righteous people in that city, will you save it? If there's just 50, God says, yeah, there's 50. Well, well, God, if there's 45, will you save them? You understand? He was in a deeper friendship with God, not just relationship, because now he's really petitioning God. He's all the way down to 10. God, if there's 10 people there, why didn't Lot do that? Think about this. Lot was in the city already, Right? Lot was too close, and the word says that he was a righteous man, but he was too close to the sin. You get it? He was too close to the sin. Even his own family wasn't going to respect what he had to say. Stay in this fellowship. I love the way you say it. We're like a bunch of birds chirping, chirping to God, saying, God. You know, and I, I was driving, driving here this morning, I said, God, I want to talk to you like Abraham talked to you. See, this is the position we have to go. And there's an intense focus and an intense push on this year. Three of us boys were at lunch yesterday. And I said, Chris, Todd, you're going to hold me accountable. And I'm going to hold you accountable because we're going to maintain an intensity of focus this year. Not in business, but on him. Because if the intense focus begin, keeps staying on him, all that provision, all those flowers, it's done. No toiling, no spinning. It's just going to come. We got to, I love it, Lee. This woman's an awesome teacher. Just keep chirping. Keep chirping to him. Amen. Don't get me started. I can preach too, I believe. Well, the thing I want you to think is, remember, the sign of the anxiety, we're not perfect. We're going to feel the anxieties. We're going to have the doubts. But the moment you press them up, he does become, he does take it away. Mm -hmm. And then we actually become humbled and content with what our lives are. There is a contentment. He says, that's the prize. 
the contentment at every level, then he can give and build another level. Become content. But then I'm going to be teaching in a couple weeks, but don't become goat grazers. You have to, when it's time to move to the next level, you got to move to the next level. Can't graze. Got to go to the next elevation. And in that elevation has so much more. All right? And so that's the lesson for today. I know everybody is feeling the pressure. Is this going to get paid? Am I going to do this? Am I going to get that? Is this going to work? Blah, 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 blah. Don't. Call out, stop. I am going to give you your word you gave me. It says when we give God his word and he hears it from the sincerity of our heart, that means there's a frequency he hears in that voice that knows it does believe my word. It's a demand on but it's different than a demand. It becomes a command. See, a demand we're still in control of. We're trying to make something be what it is. But if it becomes a command from the heart of belief, it ha- cannot come back void. The body of Christ is, hey, I say that word. I say that word. I'm de- I'm, I am decreeing. I'm confessing. Good. But until the belief sets in and it becomes a command from the seed within itself, which is Jesus in you, that means Jesus is actually commanding it back to you. All right? Because the enemy, and and demand is a good word, but the enemy will use demand with what's not filtered right in us. And then we actually get mad and we start yelling at God to bring it to us when it's got to come from a deep seed within of belief that it really, he hears the frequency of each and every one of you when you really believe. And when you really believe, he cannot deny his own seed. When you hear a baby crying, how many people can't deny the real cry of a baby? I mean, no offense, I was really, you know, when Rachel, I would always, when she'd fall and I knew it wasn't a real fall. Come on, moms learn that, right? You know the difference. See you later. You know the difference when it's a cry of just, I'm trying to get your attention, or it's a cry because I'm about to be in some serious pain. And you know a serious pain cry because you know what it does? It falls, it thinks, and it's deciding. The brain already decides, is this real or not? And then its mouth opens and air comes out with no word. How many times have we been so distraught where air comes out with no word? And then you're like, five, four, three, two, one. It's going to come out, right? Anybody, mother who's had children or watched a child or anything knows that countdown. And then the scream is so loud, it pierces you. That is how we are with the word of God. When we allow that word to become us, it will be used in its season. And it will pierce the heavens of darkness. And that word cannot come back void. And he's done it with me so many times that I can meditate on a word, and that's great. I can say that I want that word to happen. But the only time the word has ever worked for me is when it comes out of my spirit and it is like crying to the Father. And he can't deny me then because he said, I'll never deny my own son for what he did, dying on the cross for us. So I praise God. I honor him. I mean, he just wants us to learn his way. He wants to be a part of this life. But only through the voice of truth will it spring forth. 
So if anybody wants to get that lesson from Wednesday, which really kind of had to do with that, and I'm going to be teaching this more all together on the second Friday. I mean, the second Saturday. I'll be teaching Saturday night, second Saturday of February, which is not this. It's in two more, in three weeks, yeah. The Lord's really marinating a message that's just so beautiful that I lay in my bed and I think, you love the people of God so much. You want them to hear the truth. But the truth has to come from the truth within the spirit. I love it. The truth of the spirit is drawn by the truth of the spirit. And then they have, you have the explosion of God. So praise God. Let's come up and take communion. Hey, come up and join us for communion too, if you want to. Praise God. Now, did you record that whole thing? From the beginning to the end? You did? <laughs> you are saving your nuggets. <laughs>